bless you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. You may take your seats. God bless you. Thank you, worship team. Bless the name of the Lord. Thank you for coming to church. Amen. I know that quite a lot of people are traveling uh, over, over, over Christmas. Some took a holiday. But uh, we also know that for our brother Lipo and, and family, they were to leave yesterday. The value is tomorrow in Atlanta. So let's just say a prayer for them, Father Jesus' name. We lift up Alipo, we lift up Tanika, we lift up the rest of the younger family, God. As there's been death in the family, we want to entrust them into your hands. We pray that Lord, you will watch over those coming from Zuzu to the long way to Atlanta. And the rest of the Gover family plant will live up to you. We pray that even in this time of sorrow, you will still be sure of God. And carry their hearts, offer their hearts, see them through. These things God do for the glory and the praise of your Holy Name. Thank you that we serve a God who is close to the broken hearted. Sustain. Jesus. Amen. Amen. Welcome, all dear friends who are in church uh, today. And uh, welcome, Brother Amos, and your wife, Bonnie. And everyone uh, else who is here that I haven't seen you for quite some time, you're most welcome. And for those that are watching with us for the very first time, we will request that right at the end of the service, uh, you come right in front here on my right hand side. I will pray with you and we will walk in as well special. Amen. We now, it's week number seven, and it's also our last message on a Sunday in uh, 2020, we have been looking at how to face setbacks in life. How to face setbacks in life. We started looking at the life of uh, David from the book of First Samuel, chapter 16, when God anoints him in front of his father, Mr. Jersey, and also his brothers, uh, Eliab being one of them, and he's anointed as king. But as soon as he's anointed as king, it's more or less like the anointing is an anointing which is a call for battle. He begins to face so many battles, and the longest battle that he faces is with a man called King Saul. Twice David makes it a point that he doesn't kill Saul when Saul comes into the cave where David is hiding. His men encourage him and tell him, the Lord has given him in your hands, finish him off. And David says, I'm not going to kill the one God has anointed. The second time King Saul comes and wants to finish him off again, towards the very end, David wakes up, wakes up one day and he says, but I think one day Saul is going to kill me. So let me just go to the land of the Philistines. He goes to Ziklag and uh, he's given Ziklag for 16 months. It looks like things are working out. They now have got homes again. They are no longer running up and down in the bush. And 
their hearts and lives to And looks like life is not There is a battle between the Philistines and the Israelites. David decides that he's going to go to battle with them. The men God eventually speak to the king and say, he may take the distance. I think he need to send it back. So he sent back. As they are going back, we are made to understand that they walk back or whether they were riding donkeys or not. But on the third day, when they are arriving in Zikla, they find that Zikla is completed. And I say this at a certain point in life when you feel like things now are picking up after a long battle in life. And you feel like, yeah, there's now some response. And all over is said, from nowhere, things just go upside. And uh, the Bible tells us that the man cried, and David himself cried. I shared quite a lot of things from that point to where we are today. And we, we talked about that, we talked about sometimes it's our very own human nature that makes us to get into trouble. And things happen to people's lives. We talked about People fall into adultery in the church. We've talked about people getting on drugs. We've talked about people going to prison. We've talked about people suffering divorce. We've talked about people suffering backgrounds and uh, business completely falling apart. We talk about all these things, and I said these are things that happen to people. And they also happen to people who are people of God. But then we've been saying the way we respond to these things is what really matters the most. How we are able to pick ourselves back is what really matters the most. So eventually we went to the book of Jeremiah where we have stayed now for about some five weeks, if I'm not wrong. And I want us to read that scripture together for the last time on Sunday because today we'll be drawing the curtains on Jeremiah chapter 18. If you find it, say amen. amen. Jeremiah chapter 18 verse 1. If you find it, I want us to read it together and then I'll share and then we'll take some time to pray. One, two, three, go. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Arise and go down to the porter's house and there I will cause you to hear my words. Then I went down to the porter's house and there he was making something at the wheel. And the very soul that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the porter, so he made it again into another vessel, as it seemed good to the porter to make. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this porter, says the Lord? Look, as the clay is in the porter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. The instant I speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to black up, to pull down, to destroy it, if that nation against whom I have spoken turns from its evil, I will relate of the disaster that I thought to bring upon it. Amen. 
And we say that no matter what happens to us, our lives are in God's hands. Amen? No matter what happens to us, our lives are in God's hands. And I say, no matter what happens to you, no matter what goes on in your life, God is able to fix your life back. He has not run out of ideas. Amen? God is able to fix your life back. And God is able to restore what the enemy has stolen. Hallelujah. And, and I love God because God says, I will restore. And it doesn't talk about days, it doesn't talk about months, it doesn't talk about weeks. He says, I will restore to you the years. Because there's a time in life where you look as if your life is going around and around and around in circles and you're going nowhere. And if you, you try to, to look back and go like, has my life become a worse or not? But we also were made to understand that our lives are works in progress and things can go wrong with our lives. But God is able to fix our lives back. And if whatever has happened in our lives is something that because of our human nature, we brought ourselves in that kind of a situation. People were telling us, don't do this. But we thought we were the best thing to happen to, to come on air after Adam and Eve. And then we landed in trouble. I've said, when we truly repent, God is able to start afresh with us. So God has never run out of ideas. We looked so far at five things on how can we start the rebuilding process, which is not as easy. The very first thing I said is, there's absolutely no way you can pull yourself back and rebuild yourself, whether it's a business or a marriage or anything else, without God's grace. So I said, the very first thing you need is you need to receive the grace of God. You need to accept the grace of God. When you trust in yourself too much, it's hard to accept and receive God's grace. The second thing, I say we have to get to the point whereby we accept and receive God's forgiveness, which will help us to forgive ourselves, but also to forgive other people. There's absolutely no way you can punish yourself too much. There's only one man who paid for the punishment. And his name is Jesus Christ. I've said the third thing we said this gives us an opportunity to learn useful lessons. Lessons on how to relate with people. And I said, as you grow up in life, you find that people get weaned off to the point that by the time you die, it's very possible that it can only be your own best friend. I'm saying we need to create a positive environment around us because the environment that we find ourselves in greatly, greatly matters. Last week we also said that we have to get to the point whereby we get out of our cave because we tend to recoil and go in a cave. And we saw from the prodigal son how he managed to come out of the cave. And he was not afraid to face whatever he was going to face. And I said, sometimes you actually make a decision, I'm going to go and apologize to people. And I say, we need to go with the understanding that our apology can be accepted or our apology can be rejected. Amen. So we, we tried really very, very hard to strike balance. I've not wanted to tell him, say, okay, when you go and apologize, and therefore they'll say, yes, I apologize, accept. And they say, no. But that should not stop you from taking the start. Hallelujah. Today we'll look at two things and then we'll pray about divine favor. I believe God 
wants to bring faith upon our lives, even as we move forward. The third, the sixth thing you need to do. You need to build strong and robust support systems. You have to build really, really strong and robust support systems. Because if you have suffered a setback in life and you've been broken before, one thing that you realize immediately is that you can't make it alone. Amen? You can't make it alone. You can't make it on your own. And for the simple reason that most of the times your confidence is shattered. So it's really hard for you to begin to rebuild and to pull yourself together and to begin to move on without a robust and strong support system. You need that. Hallelujah. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9, says, 12, Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion, but woe to him who is alone when he falls. If Jehovah would say, so away, Hallelujah. But woe to him who is alone when he falls. For why? For he has no one to help him up. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threshold or a threefold cord is not quickly broken. So in that threefold cord, God now comes in himself and says, I am here, I am with you. And the Bible says that cannot be quickly broken. So what I want to say is that even on your very, very best day in life, you cannot achieve everything by yourself. Somebody say amen. amen. So therefore, what do you need to do? Three things quickly on that one. Number one, the strong and robust support system. Number one is develop a closeness to God. Develop closeness to God. In James chapter 4, verse 8, the Bible says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. I always tell people that when you go through something in life and you're wondering what is really going on, and especially if you departed from the presence of God, I always tell people God is always at the last place you left Him. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, draw near to God and He will draw near to you. So God, God, must be your support. God must be your encouragement because the one that will truly, truly build you up is God himself. Why? He says, your life is in my hands. Amen, church. In John chapter 15, verse 4, the beginning of it says, Abide in me, and I will abide in you. Hallelujah. Abide in me, abide in me, live in me, and I will live in you. And during Christmas, I talked about this quite a lot. I said, as God was in Christ Jesus, so today he is in us. And he says, abide in me, live in me, abide in me, and I will abide in you. So what you need to do is you have to stay close to God. How do you stay close to God? You have to you stay close to God by prayer. Amen? Amen? You need prayer in that rebuilding process. You, you, you stay close to God by, by prayer, by studying the word of God, by listening to 
increase your music. Don't just listen to what you put. Listen to some really great gospel songs. The songs like the ones we're singing today. Listen to those ones. I have said over the time, there even comes a time whereby even prayer is hard to come out of the mouth. And, and, and you just need to get to absorb and immerse yourself in worship. What happens when you begin to listen to really anointed Christian worship music and songs? You feel right in the spirit. You can actually feel your spirit begin to rise up. It begins to rise up. It begins to rise up. It begins to rise up. And you know and you know and you know that right now I am beginning to break through. Amen, church? Make you a habit to listen to such kind of music. Read some Christian books. And, and, and stay close with other Christians. Because the challenge, I've said it, the temptation that comes in, the devil tries to keep us away. Don't try to avoid people in church. And I've said, because in a church you will find both good people and you will find not so good people. I'll not say bad people, I'll say not so good. You will find them, they are in the church. So if, if what has happened is something else, you, you, you post it for yourself. You cannot predict how the church will treat you, especially if you have messed up. But don't allow the devil to trick you and don't allow pride to trick you. So, so develop that closeness to God. Number two, open your life to a mentor or open your life to friends who can build you up? So whilst God is building you up, that God always, you know, God is amazing. He will always put people in our lives who believe, who still believe in us. Hallelujah. They still believe in us. You have been to prison, you are back, they still believe in you. You have suffered divorce, they still believe in you. Your business is gone in friends, they still believe in you. There are some people that just God put them in your lives. And all they do is to say, you know what? We believe in you. Hallelujah, church. Open your life to such kind of people. Not the ones that begin to say, hey, we told you. Oh my red son, you don't listen. Get people who say we believe in you. All of us need people who believe in us. Hallelujah, church. Because you know what life happens. But you still need people who say, I believe in you. And such kind of people you find they are very, very few. They are far and between. Amen. There are people who can call you. Things are happening. I remember there was a time a friend was going through some really hard time in my life. We were outside of the country at the time. And he was in newspaper, he was on Nyasa Times, he was everywhere else. I, 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 I called him from where we were living at the time. And I spent over 30 minutes on a phone. I knew I was in carrying a phone bill. But I told him, I said, you know what? I believe in you. I believe in you. I know, I know it's not easy. I know right now you feel like not getting out of the door. I know right now you feel like just staying in the bedroom. I know right now, I know right now, I know right now. But I want you to know, I believe in you. And that helped him to eat. Amen? And, and so you need such kind of people. Be accountable to somebody. Please, don't live a life whereby... You are some idol. Be accountable to someone else. Make a choice and a decision. I am going to be vulnerable to so and so. You know, you need to have some people in your life where you say, Omana Uyeka, Zifude Zidan is not Amen, church. I can't lie to him. I can't lie to her. I'm telling the truth. Why? Proverbs 27, 17 says, Iron sharpens 
iron, so one man sharpens another. It's people who sharpen you. Amen. You need some people who speak hard things in your life. And you, you, you feel like you need some really cold water from the fridge to swallow it. But when they speak, you know they mean well. Hallelujah, church. Accountability, accountability. It helps you to keep focus and it helps you to diffuse temptations. There have not a temptation that has fallen you, but such as is common to man. So you you will be tempted, but you need you need that. Here is my advice: go find a mentor who is of the same sex, because mentors are human beings too. Somebody say amen. amen. Don't say as for me, I, I really open up very well to men. Ah, uh-uh, they will let you. <laughs> Hallelujah, church. Don't say as for me, it's women. Women, they seem to really be very comforting. They easily understand. So I will really open up to them. No, you end up sleeping with her. Find a mentor who is of the same. Se- I-, I thought you said it. You don't. Have to. I said a mentor who is of the same what? Sex. If it's male, find a mentor who is male. If it's a female, find a mentor who is what? Female. Because there are sometimes people tell you things and your hair begins to rise on your head. And you're like, hey. You need some sanctification to clear the mind again. Hallelujah. Get somebody who is the more separate relationship. Don't act naive. Amen, church. You are always stronger with others. And you are very vulnerable when you are alone. Proverbs 13, 20 says, he who walks with wise men will be wise, but for the companion of fools will suffer harm. And as far as I have known you, you are not a fool. Amen? Amen. So, so choose wise men. Why am I saying this? Because it matters who speaks into your life. It matters. Amen, church? Amen. So that's number two. Number three. Develop a safety mechanism. Whilst you are developing a closeness to God, whilst you are opening your life to a mentor, and someone else or a friend who can build you up, then the next thing you have to do, the third thing is develop a, a really strong safety mechanism. What do I mean? Build life patterns and habits that minimize what you tell So, if you know, for you, it's really, really hard to keep money. Alright? Because the others, when they get money, their hands become itchy. Alright? Find someone else. Whether it's an investment manager, whether, 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 whether it's... But find someone else who will be able to manage your finances on your behalf. And there's nothing that stops you at this point in time to set up a trust fund. You can set up a trust fund and you get someone else who will manage things on your behalf. If you know, for me, I easily spent. I told you I don't know, but I got a friend, he runs the company. And he has made me a secretary for his company and he does not withdraw money from the account because he can't. He, he went himself to the bank and he dragged me along and he says, two uh, to sign. It's his company, two to sign. And the other one to sign is me and him. He says, and he had to discuss with his wife and say, honey, you know the way I easily convince you. 
So you shouldn't be the one to sign with me. Let it be Pastor Madaf who signs with me. Amen? It doesn't come to their assistance. But I sign with him. So every time he wants to withdraw money, he begins by being nice. And what? Then I always ask him a question. What do you want to steal from me now? He says, oh, now that you know, we went through this and that, and I was thinking if, uh, I said, you want to withdraw. I said, I want to see the paperwork. You put me in your life delivery, so I want to see the paperwork. So when I am convinced, I sign. When I am not convinced, I say, ah, you need to find an alternative. But I'm not going to sign. And you know what? It has helped him to serve money. They have moved on in life, and his wife and, 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 and his wife and, and the husband, they always say, you know what, Father? We really thank God that God put you in our life. So I sign. Hallelujah. And, and being able to move on. Because you know what? All of us have got a weakness, one or the other. Last week I told you, money is not my weakness. It's not. I can survive anyhow. I've gone through a lot in life. So I, 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 I really don't bother. I can live on a side of whatever. I, I, I am okay. There have been moments in my life whereby I have had only one shoe and only one suit. And I'm okay. I'm not the type that will be given to walk from shop to shop to shop. If you know that you walk from shop to shop to shop and your eyes go on a journey, voyages of discovery, don't be traveling around with a debit card and some cash and then say, hey, Musama, you know what I'm Zima, take a bed of Hallelujah. It's possible to, 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 to go without money, to, to really just carry on without money. You know what your weakness is. So develop a certain mechanism. If you are a man, and you know I easily, my mind and my imagination begins to go all the way left, right, and center. Then develop a habit of keeping the door open if the female walks in your office. You, you lose nothing. Hallelujah. You lose nothing. Just keep the door open. One thing I've done in my life, if I'm traveling a long distance, very, 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 very rare will I pick a lake and drive on a long journey a lot of If I pick her up, then I'll pick my daughter. I'll, ask, I'll, I'll, I'll stop by Bunda Jenoff, or I'll stop by here and say, Planta! <laughs> so I'll ask the lady to sit at the back, and, then, and it has to be a man after I do. So the man sits in front with me, so hey, it's like when it's not looking at that, I accept the mechanism. So where do you, where do you come from? And then we get to Granda and I say, you are not paying anything. And people have always been shocked. I know my mind, in my heart, I just felt like I should bless somebody today. Because I also don't want the lady to know. Say, so pastor, you were doubting me. I wasn't doubting you, I was doubting myself. Hallelujah, church. So I have made it a habit. Long journey. Stop somewhere. Take my door. Amen, church. It, it's a safety mechanism. If if your if where you used to fall in was by Bandino, you know what? You can drive, if coming from city center, drive past Bandino, turn at Chibuko, go in past Manda. Past area far up, uh, sector five, go back into sector three. Because you may say, hey, challenge high. Uh -uh, not so, sector Hallelujah. You use an alternative route. Make open your relationship to people. 
change your habits, your patterns are going to remain exactly the same, and therefore the chances of you falling in the same situation will be very, 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 very high. Amen, church? Don't play with danger in life to the point that danger is no longer dangerous. Don't behave like Samson. Hallelujah. So that's the number six. Number seven. Be grateful every day and practice daily gratitude. Be grateful every day. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, 15 to 18, it says, See that no one renders evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good both for yourselves and for all. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. What is the will of God in Christ Jesus for us? In everything give thanks. I want you to know, when I have prayed and things have gone back, and I'm still grateful to God. Because this is what I have come to tell myself. I say, I'll say in Jijon and I'll go to your place. And that will be nothing there. Next thing to Zabala Nika Jonch. Then I'm going to tell the car to be Sinta Benpegi. Amen? I also, if, if I am praying and, and things are, have gone this bad, what could have happened if I didn't pray? That alone has taught me to say God thank you. Because I always know the Lord has saved me from something that would have destroyed my life. The devil goes around like a rolling lion, seeking whom he may devour. So I want you to understand and know that there is something about being ungrateful that makes you not to appreciate what you have. It just makes you not to appreciate what you have. Lord, I have one dress. Thank you. Lord, Lord I have one shoe. Thank you. Lord, I can afford one meal a day. Thank you. Because you know, if you can afford one meal a day, there are actually people who have not been able to afford a meal for five days. If you have a shoe, I, I was driving the other day, I was with my wife, and I, maybe I didn't listen to the Holy Spirit, but I saw a lady walking on foot, not wearing a shoe. And I said, can you believe that in this day there are still people who are able to walk without a shoe? They cannot even afford Sophia. There used to be a shoe called Sophia. I don't know if they still make it. For China these days. And I said, can you believe it? And, and yet we have put some shoes at home. But the only thing is, they look nice us looking at them. <laughs> and yet they started walking barefoot. Amen, church. So, so I want you to know that there is something about being ungrateful that makes you not appreciate what you have. Complainers, complainers, they never leave. And have never lived an overcoming life. You can't just keep on When Moses was leading the children of Israel to the promised land, those that were busy in memory, they never entered the promised land. All they did was they ended up keeping their own bread with their teeth and with their mouth. So I'll say something. And then I'll say a few things and then we'll pray. 
But this is what I would say. Don't be deceived by what you see. Amen? Don't be deceived by what you see. Somebody can look very polished. And yet they are in debt. They look very polished. You can actually smell a designer perfume. And yet they are deep in debt. They can't sleep. Somebody can look good. Some of those people that you look at them, you say, but this one is handsome. But this one is really, really beautiful. Including the ones that you admire on TV. But I can assure you, some of them are struggling with their health. They can, they can look so beautiful and so handsome to the point that you wear on the mamuna and you say, Mamuna, will you name Wobongo? This, this man is beautiful. Not handsome. But handsome, I don't know if he's beautiful. And they are struggling with their health. And you, you're, and, and you're not thankful for the fact that for the whole year you haven't been sick. You know there are times you go through a year without being sick. And, and there's somebody else, they check today malaria, next week malaria, the other week malaria, the other week malaria, and it's been malaria, malaria, malaria. Some years back, I can't remember now which, but it's been a long time ago. I watched a film about Queen Latifah, I think it was Queen Latifah, but I think she had gone to the doctor. And uh, the doctors had told her that she had cancer and she would be dying many times. So what did she do? She gave herself a treat. So she went to a really top-of-the-range hotel, booked presidential suits in that hotel, and ordered food, and, 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 and she dressed to kill and everything else. And people were like, wow, wow, wow. And she was like, we are right here. So, so that's what I'm saying. And here is a fact of life. The more you get to know people, the more you just want to be by yourself. You just want to be yourself. You know, you know the impressions we make with each other. It's when you begin to get close to Pastor Macam, you go, hey, so you also get angry. I think for him, he always said, dancing is my soul, my Savior got to do. How great thou art, how great. I don't know, then days I get angry. I want to say, hey, the Bible says, don't let the sun go down. The more you get to know people, the more you want to be yourself. So, what are the three things we should do? Number one, learn to give thanks. Don't take your blessings for granted. Some of us, we have complained and complained about our wife, we have complained about our husband, we have complained about our children, we have complained about this, we have complained about this. A friend of mine, a few weeks ago, says, I was chatting with my daughter yesterday. And my daughter was saying to this friend, Mom, you always complain that we are not good children. We may not witness it, but I can assure you that. So, her daughter went on a uh, journey to disclose what's happened in the life of her. Says, do you know so and so mom? So mom says yes. Says, have you noticed she's no longer coming to church? So mom says yes. Says because she's lesbian. 
But that one, the reason why she's not coming to church is because she's lesbian. I can assure you, none of my brothers and none of my brothers are gay. I am not lesbian. And you complain that they're not your children. Ma'am, do you know so and so? A man says yes. Says that one is on drugs. A man, I've never taken drugs. And my brothers have never taken drugs. But you complain that they're not your children. Now, do you know so and so? Says, yes, I know. She's going through sexual change. She says she feels like she is in a body that is a man who lives in a body. And, ma'am, in my body, I feel that I'm feeling. <laughs> and we complain that I'm not a good child. And the mother say, I'm sorry. You are a good child. And the man says, you know what, Pastor? I have now begun to pray. And now I'm praying for my children. But some of us, we are not grateful at all. I know our children can be naughty. Sometimes they refuse to wash plates. Sometimes they don't want to clean their bedroom. But you know what? They are okay.
When God has decided that he is taking your life around, there is nothing anybody can do about it. God is able to do these things. It might seem that there is no hope for you. But if you take it one day at a time, one thing I can guarantee you, one day, one day, one day, God will be seen great in your life. Somebody say amen. amen. It's the last message for 2020. The next one here is crossover. And I'm saying God will be seen great in your life. Here is, here is Isaac. They're standing in all the land. And everybody is going to Egypt. He's going to Egypt. And God says, no, 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 no. I promise this land to Abraham, your father. Blood. So blood. He saw the blood. And God came to Israel. They worship around. The people that God has sent around. Ruth got him around. Finally, Learn to help others. Learn to help others. Don't be so absorbed with your problems that you forget that there are others with bigger problems than you. Just listen to people's stories. You get to the point of saying, Ineo, you do not move. Omauyu, I do not move. Hallelujah. I have problems. This I know. But this one, has really, really, really big problems. So make your life, just make a decision, and make my life to be a blessing to somebody. Practice gratitude. Proverbs 11, 25 says, the generous soul will be made rich, and he who waters others will be watered also. He will be watered himself. I want you to know, church, the seed you sow in other people's lives, God will bring it back to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. One day, God will do these things. The things we do for the people of God, one day, God will remember us. One day, you, you, it may not be you. God may remember your children. God may remember your great-grandchildren. God may remember somebody else. You meet other people. Your children may end up meeting somebody else. They are in a certain line. I have seen it in my life. I have seen it in my life. When I was concerned, when I was concerned, he knew nothing where he is. To the point that the first meeting morning, we had to beg a Zambia to say we are going to please get it by the or a because they are not. But I was we were fasting in December last year. As somebody discovers, if not the other somebody discovers and says, Pastor Madame, I've heard that your son is here. I say yes. So it's also my, my son goes there from day onwards, Pastor Madame. Don't worry about anything. Just put him on a plate. I'll walk him in at the airport in Osaka. I'll take him to school. And I'll bring him back. Midterm holidays, please don't even bother to make him come to my house. I'll, I'll, he can stay with us if you want. And I've seen, and, and this person has brought my samples. Has, has taken care of everything for himself. And not only him, all the other two, same things are happening. Last, this past term, I didn't have enough money. He was going back for the term. I didn't, I didn't have enough money and everything else. My wife gave me the bill and it's over. I don't know how many Sunday departures. And I said, where am I going to get money? But I met, I met somebody else here. And I said, you told me of an account in Malawi. Can I, can I deposit some money in your account and you give this money to this lady in Zambia to me because my son is dead? Oh, yeah, no problem. How much money? And I say, I need this much Sunday apostle. The person says, No problem. Oh, give me an account. So the person calls this person. They go and he gives the person the money. And I say, Account number. Account number. I can't, to this day, I don't know, please don't. This is it, that's my time. 
your son. And from now onwards, don't even bother hiring cars from the disaster. I'll put a lot of cars, I'll send my tribe, you take him, and you also be taking the sons of your friend. Lord, children cannot be struggling when you are here. Take it one day at a time. But most important, be a blessing. The things you do today, one day, one day, God will remember your children. My last words are this. Life will not be like this forever. Your story will change. Be a blessing to somebody. Let's stand and pray for a few minutes. Just begin to pray and say, Lord, thank you so much. We've been on this journey for quite some time now. But thank you very much. I want you to pray and say, God, I am praying for a divine wisdom. I pray for favor, for divine wisdom, so that I can deal wisely with the affairs of life. I want you to begin to pray. Just pray a little bit, church. I want you to pray. I want you to pray. This is our last prayer on a Sunday. The next time we'll pray will be January 2021. So I want you to pray and say, Lord,